season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. JKR podcast. Today we have Arkansas Sticks, Rolling Scout Team shortstop and third baseman, New York native, and 2023 High Point baseball commit, Paul Napolitano on the podcast. Paul, super pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good, man. So um, I'm glad that Coach Brewster got us connected here for this Arkansas Sticks series we got going on. Uh, But before we dig into travel ball, high school, and um, everything that we talk about here on the podcast, I do have one question that I'd like to ask everybody just to get it started. And that is for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Paul? Not, but how, who is Paul? Who's Paul? Uh, well, I'm a baseball player. Uh, it's always been my passion since I was like a little kid. I've, I've always enjoyed playing it. Okay, there we go. So let's dig into baseball. Um, so to get it started, talking about the Arkansas Sticks and the Rawlings Scout team, I know you kind of dug into it a little bit before we started recording, but kind of take us through how you got connected with the Sticks and kind of how that goes together with the Rawlings Scout team. All right. So uh, I originally, so my brother played for Coach Brewster. He was one of Coach Brewster's like first teams. Um, so it started, he was playing in a tournament in Texas, I think his junior year. And his New York travel team needed to bring in like pitchers because they were going deep into the tournament. And um, so our New York coach, Coach Manning, he called Coach Brewster up and was like, I need a couple guys. So Coach Brewster came down with those guys and uh, he really liked my brother. And he was like, do you want to come play for me? My brother said, yeah. So that's how we kind of got involved with Coach Brewster. Okay. So for you now, um, I mean, this past summer was your last year playing travel ball. Um, so going in these past couple of years, how did you go about like transitioning from the sticks to the, uh, the rolling scout team um, and then back to the sticks potentially? Like how often were you playing for each team? So I usually, so the entire summer going into my sophomore year, I played for, for sticks with coach Abreu, coach Landers, coach Brewster. And then, uh, after that, the schools that I was like kind of looking to get recruited by weren't like like down south kind of in those locations. They were more like northern schools. So I played more with my New York team, which is next level. And that is coached by Sean Manning, who also coaches the Rawlings Scout team. So when we go to the, the big events like Jupiter, uh, I play with the Rawlings Scout team. Okay. So are there a lot of players who play at next level who play for the Rawlings Scout team? Is the Rawlings Scout team kind of just a – the next level, um, the next level to, I mean, I guess the upper level to next level. Uh, no, not really. Next, uh, Rawlings is more like, it's usually just for Jupiter. Okay. And then, uh, coach Manning like brings in players and like recruits people. Okay. So how, so how would you go about comparing the Rawlings scout team uh, on playing underneath coach Manning compared to playing with the sticks playing underneath coach Brewster? Uh, I would say it's very similar. A lot of talented guys, competition similar because they're both they both play in the like the big events and coach Manning and coach Brewster pretty similar guys they're they're relaxed in the dugout mostly and they they kind of want us to have fun and they they let us play 
Yeah. So I take it Coach Manning and Coach Brewster are pretty well connected with each other, right? Because um, you guys were also in the Marlins clubhouse as well in Jupiter uh, when, Coach, when Coach Brewster and the Six were as well, right? Yeah. Okay. So what was that like being in the Marlins clubhouse for Jupiter? And then kind of take us through what the Jupiter WWBA was like for you um, there past couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was awesome. It's always, it's always a great experience to go down there. It's like, it's the highest level of competition in high school. So uh, the locker room was really cool. We got, we got lockers, we got like all our gear, we put it in there. Uh, so then we just, it was easy for us. We kind of just like walked over the fields whenever we needed to. And then uh, the competition there was, was unbelievable. You kind of have to be locked in hundred percent in every game or else, or else you're going to get crushed. Yeah. So how did those games go for you guys? Uh, they went well. I think we went two and one in the pool and we won our pool. And then we, in the first round of the playoffs, we played a Philly scout team and we lost to them in the first round okay. uh, four to two. Yeah. I mean, whenever you're facing that Philly scout team, I mean, they're one of the obviously top five, top 10 programs within all of travel ball. So, I mean, that's always a, always a tough matchup. But with you guys being in that Marlins clubhouse um, and from talking to some of the sticks players, I heard some of the Marlins players were kind of going in and out as well. Um, so did you get that opportunity to maybe pick the brain of some of those guys or for the most part where they kind of left alone, um, just kind of doing their business uh, when it came to all you guys in the clubhouse? Uh, when we were in there, they weren't, when I was in there, I didn't really see anybody. I think I saw like, I think I saw Sixto Sanchez like walk in like really briefly. Uh, and I saw like Jazz Chisholm in the parking lot, but I didn't really get to, to pick their brain. They were kind of going on their way. I'm, I'm sure. Um, so when you're playing on a rolling scout team, is that, and, and for next level as well. So is that mostly guys who are up in like the Northeast part of the United States, or is that another team that kind of has players from all over the country? Uh, so next level is all uh, kids from Long Island, New York, like that area. And then Rawlings is kids from, from all over. Okay. So when you're playing for the Rawlings scout team and for when you're playing for the sticks, do you kind of ever get that kind of like a culture shock? Obviously with you being in that New York, that Long Island area, and you're meeting guys from Arkansas, Texas, Georgia, more of like those Southern, more of those country people. Like, do you ever get a culture shock talking to them at all? Or for the most part, do you kind of see it as you guys are kind of this somewhat similar? Uh, a little bit. I think we're all, we're all very similar, but there are certain things that are, that are obviously different. Like I think uh, like our accents are different. Like that's a big thing. So whenever I talk, everyone's, everyone's like, you kind of talk funny. I'm like, well, I think, I think you talk a little funny, uh, but that's, that's mostly it. And like certain things we call differently. And uh, they always ask me all the Arkansas and like Texas kids, they just ask me about like New York city. And I'm like, I kind of, I live like a half hour, but I don't really go that often. Yeah. No, like, I mean, I'm, I'm from the country as well. I mean, I'm from Indiana. So like, I'm kind of somewhat similar to Arkansas and Texas, obviously not as much, yeah. uh, but no, I've never really got to experience New York city too. I've always been kind of curious, but when you say call things differently, what do you mean by that? Uh, there's like, sometimes there's like certain foods that we call differently. Like I remember I had, I had a conversation in the dugout with, I think it was Trip Landers about what to call like a tater tot or a hash brown at like Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And he was like, no, that's a hash brown. I'm like, I don't think that's what it's called. So yeah. like even, so obviously like hash browns and tater tots are similar, but like, are you talking about like the little like cut up? Yeah, the little dots, he was calling them hash browns. I'm like, those aren't hash browns. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I call them tater tots. 
Yeah. No, that's, that's odd, but no. Um, so I know you played for the Rawlings scout team in Jupiter, uh, but with you kind of seeing what coach, coach Brewster has done playing for him a couple of times, uh, what do you think has led to the success that he's built with the Arkansas sticks program these past three, four years? Um, obviously with your brother playing for him a little bit as well. Um, Cause he's built, he's built something pretty, pretty successful and he's, he's evolved it pretty quickly. So uh, what do you think has led to all of that success? Uh, I think, so he's obviously a very smart guy. He's, I think he's really good at, at like marketing, like his business and stuff. Yeah. Like I think he's really good at that. And he always, he gets, he always gets good players. I feel like, like he always, he always finds talent wherever he goes and he's a very personal guy. So he, you want to play for him kind of. Yeah. I mean, if you look at his roster, I mean, he's got what like LSU, TCU. I mean, he's got all pretty much all of the Arkansas commits, it seems like, on his team. Yeah. Uh, Rutgers, Maryland, all those schools. FSU is another one. Um, Texas. I mean, no, his the the roster he puts out there every weekend. I mean, every every weekend in the summer is awesome. Yeah. But when it comes to the Tiger Scout team, so I looked into you guys a little bit, but not obviously I don't have as much knowledge on the scout team as I do with the sticks talking to the, all the sticks coaches and players these past two months or so. Um, so digging into the Tigers scout team a little bit, um, who are some other guys to look out on that team? Um, and just kind of what's, what's the overall, how overall, how does coach Manning run that organization? Uh, so, so Rawlings, we only really played in Jupiter together. Okay. So I played with a bunch of guys before, like, um, I played with them, like, on, a, on, like, sticks a couple times or with my next level team. So, he usually, he kind of just, like, it's very laid back, like, the approach when we're playing. Uh, he doesn't really give too many signs, and he, he, he just lets us play, I feel like. Okay. So, when you're playing on next level, you said that's mostly guys who are from New York. So, are you guys mostly playing in tournaments that are, like, in Northeast United States, or are you guys going down to Lake Point, East Cobb, um, Cary, Hoover, are you going down to those tournaments as well? Or is it mostly just up there in the Northeast? Yeah, we went to Hoover and we went to East Cobb this summer. But then all the other tournaments we went to, we went to Philadelphia, uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Um, we went to New Jersey. So it's mostly, we usually go to Boston a couple times. All right. So what are those travel tournaments like there up in Boston, Philly, um, Providence, and in, in, in Rhode Island as well? Um, or is it, no, is it Providence, Rhode Island? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'm, like I said, I'm from Indiana. I don't know much besides the big cities up there in the Northeast, like Philly, Boston, New York. Um, so what, what are those tournaments like up there in Philly, um, Providence and, uh, Boston as well? Yeah. So, uh, when we go to those tournaments, we're more of like, like a bigger name. So when we go down to, to Georgia and we go down to Alabama, we're not facing like every team's like one starter kind of. When we go, when we play locally or we play around the Northeast, we kind of get every team's one starter. Okay. So I think it's a little more difficult in those tournaments because we're facing more high-end guys, I feel, like throughout the tournament. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So are most of, the, most of the teams that are playing up in those tournaments, do they generally make their way down to East Cobb and Hoover as well? Yeah, they do. Okay. Um, so digging into high school ball a little bit. So I've never had someone from the state of New York on the podcast. So let's kind of dig into what high school baseball is like in New York. Um, so kind of take us through what 
uh, maybe what your region's like. Like, are you facing a lot of other guys who are committed to colleges um, or is it mostly guys who aren't? Or kind of just take us through overall what that overall high school baseball is like in New York. All right, so I go to Kellenberg Memorial, which is a Catholic school. So we play in, uh, in the Catholic, Long Island Catholic League. So there's about seven teams. And the competition is, is actually really good. I think every team last year had at least at least one pitcher going to a division one college. Okay. And uh, so the team that won it all last year, they all three of their starters were committed to, they were committed to Dayton, Seton Hall and Wake Forest. So they were pretty difficult to beat in the three game series. Yeah. So they kind of just like mowed down everyone. All right. So digging into what, digging into what your guys' high school season was like last year um, at Kellenberg or, yeah, dig, dig into that a little bit and then kind of what the outlook is on this upcoming season for your senior season. Yeah, so uh, I think we have a shot to win the league this year. Uh, so the team that won it all last year, uh, they had a lot of guys graduate. So they're still a good team, but I feel like we've got, we've got some younger guys coming up. Our returners are strong. So I think we have a chance to win the league this year and hopefully – hopefully win the state championship. Okay. So with you being a senior and committed to a division one college, are you looked at as a leader in that leader in that locker room or um, for the most part, maybe do you kind of keep quiet and just focus on your game? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a leader. Yeah. Okay. So being in a Catholic league, I know I've interviewed a couple guys in a Catholic league in Michigan and they start with one, one counts. Is that the same for your guys' league or is you guys normal? Are you guys normal? No, we just play normal. Okay, I wasn't sure if maybe that was this what Catholic League, high school Catholic leagues did, but no, it was um, this guy. Um, he's committed to Texas, plays plays in a conference Catholic league where they start with one one counts, and they actually had Jackson Ferris um, from Michigan, uh, who was drafted I think like second round last year, um, who who played in that played in that league, and it's just like like it's not even it's baseball, but it's like you're not you're not facing the best competition when it's one one obviously because for a pitcher if you're up one if if the count's already one one i mean you only have two strikes to get it's crazy so i wasn't i wasn't sure about that uh but no uh let's dig into your recruiting process a little bit so high point that's a little bit down there down south in north carolina um so kind of take us through what that recruiting process was like for you and when it got started yeah so my recruiting process it started my uh my freshman year uh like fall of my freshman year I was sending out emails and phone calls. Uh, I talked to a lot of schools, but nothing really like panned out. So then by the time I got to my, my junior year, fall of my junior year, uh, I was emailing a bunch of schools. I'd emailed High Point and uh, I emailed them to come watch me down in, uh, in Fort Myers for the junior tournament. So I played really well down there. They really liked me. Then they saw me playing Jupiter my junior year. And then they asked me to come down to a camp played well at the camp, and then they, they decided to make me an offer. Okay. So what was that like going through your freshman, sophomore year where you're sending out emails, sending out calls, and maybe maybe stuff isn't panning out, but then you actually kind of get stuff starting panning out with High Point, potentially some other schools. What was that like in your head? Like what was that um, – just when you started getting some success, what was that What was that feeling like? Yeah, so the beginning it was a little – like a little discouraging. Like am I kind of cut out for this? But – I kind of kind of just kept working and then by by like that fall of my junior year I started to get more looks and stuff and the success it felt really good it was kind of like it was kind of like a relief once I got it because I like I felt like my hard work had paid off yeah 
So once that recruiting process started to ramp up a little bit and you went to the high point camp, um, got that offer, were there a couple other schools as well that were um, kind of in some deep conversations with you to go play college ball at, at their universities? Yeah, I was talking to uh, Rutgers and Georgetown at that point, but uh, they hadn't really seen me a lot and they weren't really ready to like pull the trigger on anything. Okay, so was it so when you did, so how long was it after you got that offer from High Point that you ended up committing there? I think it was I think it was that day. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So was there was there a school that I know you mentioned Georgetown and Rutgers? You also talked to quite a bit, but was there a school that could potentially finish maybe second in that recruiting process that could put the, could have potentially landed you um, if you didn't go to High Point? Uh, I would say maybe Georgetown. Okay. So um, now that now that you've been committed to High Point for a little bit. Um, how has that relationship been with that coaching staff? Obviously, it already had to be pretty decent for you to commit there on the spot that same day. Yeah. Uh, but now, how has that relationship kind of evolved since you've committed, especially going past that September 1st deadline of your junior year and being able to talk to them all, at all, all the time? Uh, can I take us through what that relationship's like? Yeah, my, uh, my relationship with, uh, with Coach Hammond's pretty good. Uh, I text him once every couple of weeks, just let him know how I'm doing. Uh, and then he saw me play in, in East Cobb this summer. And then he came down to Jupiter to watch, to watch me play. Okay. So do you have any relationships with some of the high point baseball, high point players who are committed there or even guys who are playing there right now? Uh, yeah, I have a pretty relationship with, with a catcher, Justin Ruiz. He had played with, with Rawlings and Jupiter with me. And then uh, pitcher Liam Deal. Uh, he's from Maryland, but like I had seen him at like three or four tournaments this summer and we just met up and we talked. Okay. So with you being a senior, you have a pretty solid idea of what you're going to be studying at High Point, or are you still kind of unsure of what you're going to be doing um, in the classroom? Uh, I think it's between maybe like communications, business, or maybe like film, maybe. Okay. So do you have an idea of potentially down the road, whenever baseball does come to an end, uh, do you have like an idea of what you potentially would like to do um, after, after baseball? Uh, I've thought about like, like real estate. I feel like that's like a good business to go into. I've always been like interested in that. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's, that obviously always a great business. I, I'm always curious at talking to real estate agents and kind of seeing uh, what their knowledge is like. And I mean, real estate, like you said, real estate's always a good business to get into. Um, but no, with you being a shortstop and a third baseman, that's what you're listed on at perfect game, uh, the perfect game website. Sometimes, sometimes they're wrong. I, I've been, I've been talking to players before and I'm like, oh, well, you play right, you play, you play the outfield and this and that, and they'll tell me that they're a PO somehow, but the perfect game website has them as that. So I'm going to go ahead and assume you, you're playing shortstop and third right now. I'm playing mostly short and second. I kind of got to update that profile. Okay. okay. So um, what, what do you think the plan is as you head to high point? Like you think you're going to be sticking at short or do you think you might move over to second base uh, when it comes to playing college ball? Uh, hopefully I can stick it short. I think, I think I can stick it short. But I think there is a guy ahead of me who's like a junior right now who's been the shortstop there for like two years. Okay. So uh, if he's still there when I'm there, maybe they move me to second or third. Okay. So so digging into your fielding a little bit more and digging into the other side of the uh, other side of things when you're hitting, uh, can I take us through maybe what your personal scouting report would be if you were a scout watching your game? Uh, I would say I'm like a contact first like hitter. I put the ball in play a lot. I don't really strike out. Uh, I get a lot of like singles and doubles, steal bases, that kind of stuff. 
Okay. So when you when you are in the batter's box, let's say you're on the on deck circle, you're walking up to the batter's box. What's going through your mind? Like, what are you trying to do with each at bat? And um, just just take us through that a little bit. Yeah. So uh, when I get in the box, OO count. I'm looking for fastball middle out. Just like that's that's kind of my pitch that I like to drive. So OO count, or if I'm ahead in the count, I look for that pitch. Once I'm behind in the count, though, uh, like O one. One two, uh, well not not one two, but if I'm behind the count, uh, I just look for any pitch that I can get a hold of and get the battle on, and then with two strikes, I I like widen out, I choke up, and I just try to put the ball in play, make the defense work. Yeah. So when did you, so obviously in like when when you're a younger younger player, most players don't learn a two strike approach until they're a little bit older. So when did you kind of start incorporating that two strike approach? Uh, I would say about like last year around this time. Okay. So if you had, if you had to dig it into your swing, just a little bit more, if you had to dig into the mechanics of your swing, just kind of from the start to your follow through, kind of take us through that and what the overall mechanics are of your swing. Yeah. So I start, my hands are low. They're like by my, they're kind of by my shoulder. Uh, So then my load, I kind of like hover my foot a little bit and then, uh, I land and then uh, usually a two two hand finish on the swing. Sometimes I go one if the pitch is like way outside. Yeah. So, so playing for the wrong scout team, playing for the sticks, playing in all of those uh, WWBA, going down to West Palm Beach, um, you get to play some good competition like you've mentioned. So if you had to go through and pick maybe the hardest pitcher or the hardest couple pitchers that you faced so far in your career, who would those guys be? Uh, I would say Adam Hackman. He's a Arkansas commit, big lefty. I faced him at, at the junior national showcase, my, my junior year. He was, he was really good. Yeah. So junior national showcase. I mean, that's something that not too many players in the country are invited to. So kind of take us through what that was like at that junior national showcase, uh, maybe how you found out you were invited and what that day to day was like at the, at the, um, the event. Yeah. So I got an email uh, that day and I didn't know like what it was at first. Like I'd never really heard of it. So I emailed, I emailed coach Manning and I emailed coach Brewster and I'm like, what is this? And they're like, you need to go to that if you got invited to that. Cause I, I think I had a tournament in like New Jersey that weekend. And my coach was like, you can skip that tournament. You, you have to kind of have to go to this. Uh, so I went to that and I was, I was kind of shocked. Cause I had, I had played in like, in like big events before, but nothing like this. Yeah. So I know the I know the like the regular PG National Showcase for like the seniors is at Tropicana Field. Mm-hmm. So where do they do the Junior National Showcase at? They do it at East Cobb. East Cobb. Okay. Okay. Um. So with you playing shortstop, second base, and third base, um, do you kind of have a different approach when it comes to playing the field at those three positions? Um, when it comes to potentially heading to the field, not really knowing where you're playing, like do you have a, a mindset or an approach to that? Yeah, so at third, uh, it's mostly like reaction at third base. Uh, shortstop, I really have to like move my feet, get my feet going and charge the ball and make a good throw. Second base is more, I have a lot more time, so I don't have to necessarily rush to the ball and I don't have to throw it as hard as I can every time. Yeah. Um, so if you had to pick a couple things through your game that um, before you head to high point that you might want to fix the most or, or just maybe what you consider your biggest weaknesses um, in a way that you want to fix, what would those couple things be in your game? 
I definitely want to get start to hit more like extra base hits, more triples, more home runs, more doubles. Uh, I think that's a big part. Uh, I always want to get like faster. I think I'm pretty fast, but I always want to get faster. Uh, just get stronger. Yeah. All right. So you've you've had Coach Manning, you've had Coach Brewster. Um, in your career so far, some two two great coaches, Coach Abreu, Coach Landers as well. Um, but if you had to pick a couple, two, three, four people who have been most influential within your baseball career, who would those people be and what would be the reason for that? Yeah, I would definitely say, I'd definitely say my parents. They've always been like big supporters. They they come out to every tournament with me. They they make sure they make sure that it all gets done, basically. Um, I would say my hitting coach, Jake Thomas, he's He's been a big influence uh, and like uh, my strength conditioning coach, Chris Finley, he's always good. He, we've done a lot of work the last year, like getting me bigger, getting me stronger, faster. So how'd you get connected with your hitting coach, Coach Thomas? Uh, he coached at Next Level with Coach Manning. Okay. So does he have like his own, He but does he coach for like Next Level and then kind of have his own uh, side business in a way for hitting? Yeah. Okay, so is he is he a guy that a lot of people in New York go to? Yeah, a lot of a lot of the kids in our organization go to him. Okay, so is he does he have a lot of guys who are committed to Division One schools who also go to him? Yeah, he does. Okay, all right. So let's move away from the baseball field a little bit. Kind of got a couple more questions here for you. Um, I kind of like to when I whenever I get you guys on, I kind of like to end it off, kind of digging more into the personal side of things, not just baseball. Um, so when you aren't on the baseball field, what would you say are some of your passions that you have um, that you like to do besides baseball? Uh, I like to play basketball, like just for fun, like recreationally, with my friends. Uh, I like to watch movies. Uh, I like going to the beach a lot, like in the summer. Okay. So, so I guess when you, you said you're 30 minutes from New York City, so like kind of like on a map, where is that? So are you, you're closer, you're close to the Atlantic Ocean? Yeah, we, I live, it's like, so like Long Island, the ocean's right here. I live like 15 minutes of, from the ocean. Okay, that's not bad at all. So how does, how does the, oh, how does the, the beach and the ocean kind of compare up there northeast in, in New York, by Long Island, by New York City, where you're at, compared to when you're in Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina? Like, is there a big difference there? Because obviously, if, since it's a little bit up north, it's a little bit colder to begin with. But, like, is there a difference you see in the beaches at all? Yeah, I would say the water. The water's definitely warmer down south. And in Florida, the water's, like, super clear. You could, you could see your feet when you're in the ocean. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really it. Okay, so, what are, so you, you mentioned basketball. You mentioned movies. Um, but when, just within your hometown or even in New York City, uh, what are some of your favorite things to do when you kind of like to leave the house and kind of just, you know, just go out for a little bit? Uh. I like to go out with my friends. We like, you go get food and stuff. Uh, what do I like to do? <laughs> uh, I don't really know. All right. Well, uh, I mean, so if I had to, so let's say I'm going to New York, I'm a tourist. Like, I mean, like I will be whenever I do go there. Um, what are, what are a couple food places I need to check out? Uh, so in my town, there's a really good pizzeria, Front Street Pizza. I think it's like the best pizza I've ever had. Um, and there's a really good, really good steakhouse in my town, George Martin. It's a good George place. Martin. Okay. Well, I like steak, so I'm gonna have to go check that out when whenever I'm in New York. I mean, probably it's probably gonna be a while, but whenever I do head there at some point, George Martin. 
Uh, but no, just three more questions here before we, before we end it off. Um, so I've been kind of asking like these little bit more deeper questions um, with these past couple guys I've had on the podcast. Um, and one of them is like, what is it that motivates you? So what is it that kind of gets you out of bed every day, kind of kick the sheets in a way that one guy from Penn State says, and uh, just go out and kind of win the day? Uh, I always want to, like in school, I always want to get like the best grades I can. So I always want to work hard in that. In the baseball, I kind of like, I see the way that like those guys, like in the MLB and like in the minor leagues, like their whole life is baseball. And I, I kind of want that. Yeah. Uh, I'm willing, I'm willing to work for that. Of course. All right. So let's say perfect picture 20 years from now, you're going to be what? 37, 38. Yeah. Um, everything goes right in your life. What is the perfect picture of your life in 20 years? Uh, well, I'm either currently playing in the MLB or I, I have, and I'm retired, uh, wife, couple kids, uh, living in New York, probably like on the beach. Okay. So yeah. you like New York enough to kind of, kind of go back there after college? Yeah. Okay. All right. So down to that last question. So when you head to high point, you're going to get that opportunity to capitalize off of your name, image, and likeness. I'm sure you've kind of heard a couple things about it, just being a high school student um, as the whole thing kind of unraveled these past couple of years. But when you do get that chance to endorse or collaborate with a brand, what would be that dream brand that you would love to work with? Uh, I would say maybe like Nike. I really like like their gear. Oh, wait, no. The school's Adidas, so maybe Adidas. I like their gear. Uh, <laughs> so so if you couldn't choose Nike or Adidas or whatever, whatever your school's affiliated with, is there like another type of brand that you'd like to work with? Uh, not sure. Okay. Not sure. No, that's I fine. Do like, I, I, know, I know it's a tough question, especially if it's kind of, you don't really know the question was coming. Uh, no, because I mean, there's so many people that say Nike and Adidas that sometimes I kind of just have to be like, well, is there something else you kind of want to maybe give a shout out to or something, but yeah. no, you're good, but no, that's, that's all the questions for you, man. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I'll definitely be following your career. I mean, I, I, I follow the careers of every, every player I get on the podcast um, just because I'm so appreciative of you guys coming on and kind of getting a chance to me, getting a chance to interview and kind of get to know you a little bit better. Uh, but no, just really appreciate that. I do want to wish you the best of luck as you head to High Point, um, potentially get that uh, professional baseball career down the road after High Point as well. Um, so no, just best of luck there and just uh, appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me.